Do you know how personal performance coaching can help you during your divorce and after? Learn all about it in episode 93 of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast, starting right now. Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoie, aka the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach, talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now your host, Jason Lavoie. Welcome to episode 93 of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. I am Jason Lavoie, your host, aka the Divorce Resource Guy. And today we're going to be talking with Sharon Richter, who is a business performance coach and executive coach and combines her 30 plus years of experience in both corporate and nonprofit management to effectively help her clients make positive change to improve and accelerate workplace performance. You're probably asking yourself right now, what does this have to do with divorce? Well, it has a lot to do with divorce, and that's why I wanted to bring Sharon on the show to talk about how what she does, while it may be focused more in the corporate context, applies directly to you as an individual going through a trauma uh, like a divorce, right? It's the same strategies um, and the same challenges that you're trying to overcome that she helps people work through. Same thing, and I thought it would be a new twist to help you guys think and be a little, think a little more creatively about how you can utilize different professionals to help you get through this difficult time. All right. Now, Sharon works with business owners and decision makers, that's you, uh, to conquer organizational challenges both creatively and to implement steps to, to develop strategies and execute plans for accomplishing goals and achieving different targets. That is what you're doing while you're going through a divorce. Okay, enough said. This episode is going to be awesome. I hope you listen to it. I hope you enjoy it. And Sharon is there if you need her. We'll talk about that more at the end. But without further ado, let me introduce to you Sharon Richter. Sharon, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you on today. Thank you so much, Jason. Um, Great to be here. You are going to be kind of an out-of-the-box guest for the show because, um, as you'll explain to everybody listening in a second, you don't fit the the prototypical mold of the guests that I have on, but that's why I like it. Um, and I think what we're going to talk about today is going to be super relevant to everybody listening uh, and going through a traumatic time, i.e. divorce, uh, or something, anything traumatic in time. I think what we're going to talk about really applies. So before I get the let the cat out of the bag, I wanted to come from you. Let everybody know who's not familiar with you a little bit about yourself, your background and kind of how you got here today. Okay, cool. So uh, so my name's Sharon Richter. Uh, I have a uh, business performance and executive coaching uh, uh, business that's called Focal Point Coaching. Uh, I came to this after 30 plus years working in corporate America by training. I'm a CPA. I worked in public accounting. I worked on Wall Street. I worked in higher education. But I, what I really love to do is um, uh, is work with people on strategy, on operations, on process, really figuring out what it is that you want and how to get it. And whether it's with whether it's with individuals or business owners, um, doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> and I think that's what we share is we share that um, that desire to to help 
people better their lives uh, and using, um, and I think you could do that using um, common uh, um, business approaches. Uh, so I'm married. I have a, um, a daughter who's 10 and, um, uh, but my husband was married before uh, me. Uh, and, um, and so, so together we, you know, we went through a lot um, as a outcome of his divorce and custody issues and all sorts of visitation and all that sort of stuff that can complicate things. And so, um, so I've had the um, unfortunate pleasure of <laughs> seeing how that can go. And, um, and now, now I reflect and I look back and I say, huh, you know, if I had known you now husband at a different point in time, I might've suggested we approach things a little bit differently, but that's all in hindsight. Everything's all good now. <laughs> I love, I love how you, uh, you phrased it, unfortunate pleasure. <laughs> I don't hear it often coined that way, but I like it. It's like you covered yourself both ways there. <laughs> there you go. Well, he might listen, so. <laughs> That's right, right? Well, right. If he says something, then you know he did listen. Um, so, right. So you kind of have like fringe experience uh, on divorce, almost like a, a fly on the wall, except you were a little more involved, I guess. Um, did, I'm just curious when your husband was going through some of these issues with his ex and custody related stuff, did he welcome your input or, or did he say, I got it, you know, don't worry about it. It doesn't concern you. Um, no, he welcomed my input, uh, mostly because I can be, you know, a real bear, <laughs> <laughs> um, what at various times, um, yeah, you know, whether he had the most effective counsel, you know, I was a person for him to bounce ideas off of when there were times where there were arguments about uh, money. Um, I brought out my auditing skills and uh, my forensic, uh, um, my forensic um, uh, abilities and my magnifying glass to see, you know, what was what what was agreed in agreements, what was actually what documentation was actually provided and what was reasonable and what was not. And so um, I think that my skills uh, were welcomed in that scenario is sort of beyond what what he could have tackled or even his counsel um, would have would have um, handled. And so in that way, I sort of I, I became the the um, yeah, I, I sort of call myself the bear. I was the, you know, rear, you know, <laughs> I just saw, I just sort of sunk my teeth into like data. I'm all, I'm very into the data and what, you know, what data really shows and not hypotheticals and what's real and having information and having clarity on what's really the situation, I think really helps um, set the direction of uh, difficult um, situations. Yeah. And what I think makes that interesting, and I always talk about, you know, having objective keyword, objective professionals on your team, rather than family and friends who are subjective um, and, and looking out for your best interests as they should as family and friends. But sometimes you need that objective advice. What's interesting about you and your situation is that while 
you could say you're subjective because it was your husband and obviously you care about him and what happens to him. Your approach to it was very objective, um, being data driven, like you said, looking at the facts and using your experience, um, you know, as a business coach to kind of dissect the facts and, and point those out um, from an, what I would say would probably be uh, an objective standpoint, even though you have a subjective interest in it. But so that's interesting because most people don't have that person like you on their team, uh, especially if they're, you know, married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so your yeah. husband's lucky. So that's kind of a, an interesting transition into our discussion today about people going through divorces, um, you know, and trying to figure out the direction, right? A lot of it, a lot of times people feel like they're running around like a chicken with their head cut off because it's overwhelming. Um, even when they have an attorney or they get an attorney and they're speaking with their attorney, a lot of times they're overwhelmed and they feel that they a, are either being talked down to by their attorney, which is never a good thing, or that they just don't understand or they feel like they don't understand what their attorney is saying. And, you know, they're just afraid to say that. So, you know, finding direction and, and figuring out a plan to get clarity. You mentioned clarity. Uh, and I think that's huge. Talk, let's talk about that a little bit, like the importance of having clarity, not just in a divorce, but it could be anything in life, right? And it, it is important, but going through a divorce, especially, I think it, it applies the, you know, the importance of having a clear mind and vision there. Yeah, I think uh, in my experience, those people that have a clear vision of what they see for themselves, those that are around them, their families, um, their businesses, whatever, but those that have a clear vision are, are going to be more successful at reaching that those that don't will sort of run from one thing to another um you know the crisis du jour uh and i find that um although that's not to say that you won't eventually get there if you keep your eye on the prize you keep yourself focused on what's really important and the more that you do that then you're just sort of swatting down obstacles <laughs> along along the way it's a means to an end. It's nothing to get in touch, you know, upset about. Um, it's all, you're going through all of it with the right advisors, <laughs> um, going through the right process to reach uh, a, a certain place. And whether that place is um, uh, with a with a particular um, uh, setup or role or location or whatever, you know, or with awards in the courts or whatever, it, you know, or whatever it might, might be is you have to really know what it is you're trying to get to. And if you don't know what you're trying to get to, it's hard to really take a straight, um, a straight line. And I don't think any of these things are ever straight lines, right? Right. <laughs> you might think at the beginning, okay, well, this is what, even if you know where you want to go, you think you're going to take a straight line. Well, well that's not life, Right. And so things are going to happen. You're going to turn left. You're going to turn right. You're going to zig. You're going to zag. Um, and eventually um, you'll have choices to make and you'll have to perhaps take the lesser of two evils or the better, you know, the better choice. And uh, but at the end of the day, when you end up where you've decided to go purposefully and intentionally, it gives you power. 
It gives you strength to move towards something that's what you want, as opposed to running away from what you don't want. So I think it's that intentionality that I think is so um, is so important and why I really important coming back to clarity, clarity on vision, purpose and purpose. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I'm so glad that you you said the word intentionality because I think that is huge and often kind of looked over or, you know, glossed over and not really emphasized enough because I always talk about, you know, when going through a divorce, you should have an early on in the process as part of the clarity, uh, you know, figure out what your post-divorce life, you what you want it to be, because no matter how bad it is now, eventually one day it will be over and then you have your post-divorce life and you want every decision that you make now to be somehow moving you in the direction of what your vision is for your post-divorce life. So everything is done intentionally, right? That's right. Um, rather than letting things happen to you, you're deciding how things happen. Um, for better or worse, it's that you're making, you have a hand in that decision as opposed to just being a recipient. Yeah, I think that's, um, I think that's right. Now that's really hard. I mean, sounds really good to say, right? Right. Sounds <laughs> Easier really said than done. Say. <laughs> but um you know as well as I do like like we don't live in a perfect world right so and things but um when you're surrounded by really good advisors and you let people know where it is that you want to be then they're working for, you know on your behalf and um uh, I think that helps to lift the weight off of your shoulders and it gets carried by your team so to speak right and, and to help you pivot if necessary, you know, and, and, and keep moving you forward rather than get bogged down uh, in the minutia of whatever's going on. Another thing you said too, that really struck a chord with me is, you know, we can plan and we should plan and planning is great, but no matter how much you plan to go in that straight line from A to B or wherever it is you want to go, right? It's my experience that you can plan as much as you want Odds are it's never going to go quite that way. Um, and you're going to have to pivot along the way. And, you know, that's where you hear the phrase, you know, it's not the destination, it's the journey. And, you know, that's another one that sounds great too. That's hard to digest sometimes, but I try to keep that in mind and, and tell that to people because, you know, it, it is true in a divorce, especially any, anytime you're dealing with a tra trauma, right? You can plan and you should plan, but you should also plan to pivot. Um, and because there are going to be moments where that is going to probably be required. And if you have the right team around you, if you have that clarity, pivoting, I think is a lot easier to do than if you're not, if you haven't planned at all, would you agree? Yeah. 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 I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, sometimes I have conversations with people, particularly right after New Year's, you know, what, what, what is it that what's your New Year's resolution? You know, I'm going to do, I'm going to travel. I'm going to. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to um, get a job, get a, but but they don't really have. Um, that's nice. There's a goal. Right. But you have to have, but you really have to have um, a plan, and you really need people around you that help you execute that plan, and and keep you on track, and help you pivot when things don't go quite right, uh, and so. You know, just having a goal like really, really isn't enough. 
you have to have the plan, execute the plan, have people holding you accountable and helping right. you, you know, reach that, reach that plan. So it's like, like live in the world where you tell your, you know, goals to everybody that, you know, everybody, you know, so that they're checking with you all the time, making sure you're doing what you're supposed to, you know, supposed to do that, that trainer at the gym is expecting you so that you don't blow it off. The, um, the, um, the coach is, you know, is, is there to make sure that you get your resume done and you're, you're doing the networking that you're supposed to, if you want to move into a new, you know, move into a new role, somebody in your family is holding you accountable. If you're trying to change, um, uh, change industries or, or something like that. I think it's really important not only to have the, um, the goal, but to have the plan and surrounded by people that are going to help you be accountable and help you keep that course and pivot out along, you know, along the way. So take people along with in your journey. Yeah. A goal without a plan is it's a wish. <laughs> it's a wish. You took my, you took my quote. <laughs> no, no. I think I was starting it. And then as I was saying it, I'm like, Oh, how does this end again? And thank you. A goal without a plan is just a wish. That's that's absolutely right. And and sure. the people on your team, like yourself in you know, your coaching context and me in my coaching context, I think what we what we do is we help a okay, identify the goal, but then it's the execution, it's the accountability along the way to make sure that you're moving forward towards that goal. Um, that's right. That's because, right. Right. If not, then you will, you know, left to your own devices. It's it's human nature, I think. People whether it's distraction or, you know, again, getting bogged down in the minutia of whatever it is you're dealing with. And in divorce, it could be, you know, custody issues, um, you know, work-related issues, legal issues, anything that it could really paralyze you. Um, from well, that's, that's exactly it. right. I mean, it, I'm, it, it can become paralyzing. I mean, I think there's, in anybody's life, there's, there's things that you just don't want to deal with. And maybe if I just ignore it long enough, it'll just go away. But that's not the way it really, you know, works. And so if you, and some, sometimes things just feel, these are the sort of the obstacles, right? Things that happen along the way, the obstacles, sometimes things just feel like, so like such a big deal and really insurmountable whatever it is that you're trying to do. I'm like, I'm you know, thinking about the things that I, you know, that I, that, that I procrastinate on that I, that I avoid. Why, why yeah. am I, why am I doing, why am I doing that? Well, because it feels so heavy and I don't really have anybody helping me and I feel alone and I don't really know how to get started. And yet I'm going to have to face that at some point. So why not make why not eat that frog? Okay, I don't know if you know the book. Uh, eat that frog uh, by Brian Tracy. It basically is no, okay. is do it is do first thing in the morning the thing that you want it that that you really don't want to do. Bite it off first before you do everything else. Right? Because isn't it easy to fill your day with all the minutia? It's all you know. It's easy to fill your day with all the little things that really don't make a difference. How about make a commitment to um, to doing the hard thing first thing? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And take a step. Take a step. And so if you have somebody calling you saying, did you do that really hard thing? 
no, I didn't do that hard thing because I have excuses, you know, a hundred excuses. Right. Tomorrow, I'm going to call you again tomorrow. I'm going to ask you again tomorrow whether you did that thing. And you know what? It's just easier to get that, do that thing than pick up that phone again tomorrow. I don't want to be bothered. <laughs> don't bother me. And I don't want to look bad to my friend, my, my well, wh whoever it is that I'm paying, you know, to, you know, to help me. I'm they don't want do to disappoint, thing. right? They yeah. don't want to disappoint. Exactly. So I'm just going to do that thing. And you know what? When you finally do that thing, it really wasn't as big a deal as you thought it was. Yeah. And you feel a great sense of accomplishment. Yeah. So there are ways to go through any process of transition. I think in a back to the word intentional in an intentional way that leaves you coming out on the end, feeling empowered that you really dug down deep <laughs> to define your path, to do some things that were really hard and maybe outside of your comfort zone. Uh, but when you, um, but when you face that, they'll come out in the way that you want as you've defined it on the other side. I feel like, and I'm going to blame myself because I know it's me. Um, you know, it's like we're, we're we're tossing out a lot of cliches today, but I think they're they're they work and and they're right on target. And I'm going to throw another one out <laughs> because once I get on a roll, I can't stop. But um, part of what we're talking about, I think, is also being comfortable being uncomfortable, uh, right? De dealing with things. Yeah that you don't want to tackle that you want to, you know, sweep under the rug for another day or another week, whatever it is, you know, because it makes you uncomfortable doing it, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable. It's okay to be uncomfortable. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think, I think that's right. Um, I think though, it's hard to tell somebody get going, you know, get comfortable being, gone, you know, buckle up. Cause this is what you're going to have to deal with. Like, I don't really like to leave anybody feeling that, you know, feeling that way. Yeah, it can be a little harsh, but <laughs> it depends on the person. <laughs> no, that that that's right. Um, that's right. Um, but I think, but, but that's but that's realistic, right? I think the real the realistic thing to say is that there's going to be challenge, and it's and it may feel weird. It may feel weird, and it's outside of your comfort zone. Like I get it, I get right. it. Like no, you know, nobody has ever sent you to school to to do this so we might ask you to do some uncomfortable things but but that's why surrounding yourself with good advisors is a really important thing because you're not in this alone yeah yeah uh, and there are ways to take that get more comfortable with the discomfort and by leveraging by by leaning on uh, by leaning on experts and by lean by leaning on your support network yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I, I think we're on the same page uh, when we're talking about that. Now, um, I told you time goes by quick when we do these podcasts, but I want to end and I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. <laughs> Is that do you have any tips uh, that you can share with people about how to try to get some clarity uh, and, and create that vision that we've been kind of talking about? you know, anything concrete exercises or anything like that, that they could start doing at home to get them you know, moving. in. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, anybody that's listening, you know, that's listening is welcome to contact me. You're going to, at some point you're going to send out my contact information. I'll get you those, those links and, and that sort of thing. And I actually, 
I actually have a program, what I call personal performance coaching, which take people, I mean, you have to be getting a divorce to, you know, to even go through this, right? Right. It probably benefits people that are, but, you know, but whatever. And it's basically, it's sort of a step-by-step uh, process, 13, thir- basically 13 modules that you go through to, um, to explore yourself. It's basically like a workbook uh, that you go through um, how to like, who are you? What do you need to do to unlock your potential? How could you simplify your life? What is your most precious resource? Um, what is your strategic plan for your life? The whole idea is to be in control. And so, although mostly what I do is, uh, is business coaching and executive coaching, I do do some personal, personal performance coaching as well through what I described, which is um, uh, uh, a program um, that is largely self-directed, but includes conversations with me. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for giving me the opportunity to talk about that. No, yeah, absolutely. And where can people learn more about that? Yeah, well, you can just, um, uh, you can look on my website. I have some information there about personal performance coaching. Um, and you can also, um, I'm going to send you a link to my calendar. Anybody's welcome to set up a, uh, a call with me, uh, half an hour, 30, you know, 30 minutes, complimentary, have a call with me and we can talk about it and see um, if that's something that makes sense for you. I that's super awesome. That. No, I think that's great. And for people who are listening, well, A, if you're listening, don't worry, all this information will be in the show notes uh, when the podcast is aired. But for the people listening, who have really good memories, what is your website? <laughs> it's uh, uh, SharonRichter.FocalPointCoaching.com. Okay, awesome. My and again, you don't have to remember that, everybody. It'll be in the show notes. Uh, but I just wanted her to say it out loud, too. So, Sharon, I thought this was really great uh, and fun. And thank you so much for coming on and sharing some of your wisdom with the listeners. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Episode 93 in the books, as they say. I hope you enjoyed my discussion with Sharon about personal performance coaching and how it can help you. Please reach out to her. um, Have a conversation. If you're not sure if you're the right candidate, that's why she offered her complimentary uh, consultation with you. You can ask me. I'll give you my thoughts if I think you're a good candidate. The point of this episode was to... I just want you to think creatively. I'm always talking about forming a divorce team. Um, a divorce, when you're talking about hiring the right professionals, is really so much more than just an attorney, right? I talk about it all the time. So this, Sharon, is just another example of the type of person that you could work with to help you get through this difficult time. Again, every divorce is fact-sensitive. Every divorce is different, but you don't know until you start talking to people who you need and what you need and when you need it, all right? I can tell you this, if you're going through a divorce, you need it now. All right, enough said about that. If you're looking for some divorce coaching with a divorce coach like myself, contact me, jason at jasonlavoy.com. I will be here to help you. Um, And I also offer a free consultation to determine if I'm the right person to work with you. Um, Also, if you like what you're hearing on this podcast, please subscribe. Um, And you can listen to, you get new at, um, you can subscribe and listen and get all new episodes when they come out. I don't know why that was so hard to say. But um, if you 
feel like it and you really like what you're listening to, I would love it if you left a kind review on iTunes. That would help spread the word uh, and get more people to listen to the show. In the meantime, all I'm going to ask you to do is be strong, act confident, stay positive. I'm Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. The Divorce Resource Guy, and I'll be talking to you real soon. Thank you.